right? Like reading, although you're kind of sitting still and you're reading a book, like it's a, it's an act of momentum. It's an act of change. Like you're never sitting in the same place anymore. And even when I read the same books multiple times, I'm not even the same person. So I get completely new takeaways. It's, it's like that old saying, you can never step in the same river twice because you've changed and the river has changed too. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it's the same here. Like I'm, I'm a new person every month, which I love. I love it. I love it. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson, and I'm back with another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and as always, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever you got it locked to episode 221 of the podcast and i am pleased to have my buddy and friend nick hutchison joining me on this edition of the audacious Link podcast and nick uh, is the founder of book thinkers which is a book marketing agency that uh, promotes authors uh, and their wonderful works to all of the masses and uh, the really cool part about having nick here is is the fact that he'll be talking about uh, a book that he's re- recently written. In fact, it's his very first book. It's called Rise of the Reader, uh, which was written to help readers get the most out uh, of the books that they read, essentially. And again, it's his first book. And so, again, that's what makes this whole uh, interview with him really, really cool. I think it's a great concept. And we certainly had a blast uh, chatting all about it, and I'm certain that you'll take some enjoyment, as well as some pretty good tips that he leaves behind. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Nick. Enjoy. Hey, Nick, thank you for joining me today here on the Audacious Living Podcast. This is a treat, my friend. Thanks. Yeah, let's get audacious, man. I'm excited. I had a chance to listen to some of your episodes and I like your vibe. Chill, laid back, make it happen. Thank you. Well, look, for me, and I've said repeatedly, these are are conversations more than anything else. And, you know, when when you think about... audacity in and of itself it really is that thing that exists within every single one of us and it's ma- it's just a matter of sort of tapping into it right and and unlocking it and letting it go because you unlock that and that's really our potential and when our potential goes that's where we go off and do all kinds of great things and and you know change the world and, and make impact and all these wonderful things so that's why i'm really thrilled to have these conversations and and get into it and i'm, I'm, I'm so that's why i'm really glad you're here so thank you for doing this i really uh, really appreciate this yeah, of course. Listen, nothing makes me happier than being able to share what I've learned so that other people can take better action and get more from the books they're reading and yes. the podcast they listen to and the whole nine yards. So I'm excited. 
Very cool. So, so you've got a book coming out uh, in in November. Uh, it's your debut book. But let's let's before we get into your book, uh, Book Thinkers is your platform that you you help market and promote authors and 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 their books and their wonderful messaging that they put out in the world. And I kind of joke, you know, facetiously about the fact that this is your debut book, but uh, you've been doing it in this in this space for a really long time. Talk about Book Thinkers and how that got going, and and, and really, I mean, I sort of gave a. A really so quick overview, but you know, get deeper for us for our listeners. Yeah, well, I'll start uh, with kind of the origin story. So when I was growing up, I was not a reader, which I think would surprise everybody who could see the video today (laughs) because I have like a thousand books behind me at my house. So I was more of the athlete, not really much of the academic. And so when I was growing up, I played football, I wrestled, I I really didn't care much for my schoolwork, and that continued into college. But going into my senior year. I took an internship at a local software company and my boss at the time, Kyle, he kind of saw that I was like this young, sort of like cocky, arrogant, know-it-all. And he was like, hey, listen, man, you're commuting an hour each way. I think you should check out these business podcasts. I think you should check out some personal development material because there's a lot to learn from other successful people. So I started crushing these shows, shows like yours, where a host would interview a series of successful people and those people would share what they did to become successful. And what I realized listening to episode after episode after episode was that so many of the people that I wanted to be like, they were giving at least some credit for their success to the books they were reading. And now here I am like, you can't tell me anything. I don't want to read any books, but I realized that if I deliberately chose not to read them, I was deliberately choosing to live under my potential. And your whole show is about living up to your potential and being audacious, right? So I went to my local Barnes and Noble bookstore. I got about 10 books and I fell in love with the space. So that's kind of like the origin story for me, man. I just, I eliminated problem after problem after problem. And I developed skill after skill after skill because of these books. And so, you know, then I started this business book thinkers and everything like that was, which is a whole nother story, but I wanted to kind of lay the framework, the groundwork for everybody as to how it started. Well, it makes total sense. And I appreciate that sort of background because, because when you, when you frame it in a manner that goes, okay, this is how, you know, this got here. This is what came to be. It makes total sense. Uh, it's it's funny when you sort of think about books and, and 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 sort of what they offer, and really if you think about it, it's like okay, like someone has taken their knowledge, their experiences, they put it in a book and given it away to someone else. Like, what better way to learn than someone else's natural own knowledge that they're given directly to you, right? So it just it's it's it's, it's I know it's a really simplistic way of of thinking about it, but it is a powerful way of learning. oh yeah. Oh yeah, listen, you're condensing decades of somebody else's lived experience. Right, right. And lessons and learnings and failures and shortcomings and things they wish they did earlier. You're condensing all of that into days so yeah. you can digest it, download it. It's like, you know, you can spend time with somebody that died a thousand years ago by reading their books and getting into their thoughts. Like it's it is pretty incredible. And so, you know, to kind of continue with that story, I I just started sharing the books I was reading on social media to connect with like-minded people. And, you know, the way that it turned from a side, like from a dream into a business, which which yep. was originally a side hustle before a full-time job, yep. is authors, they started to reach out and they'd be like, hey, Nick, can I pay you to promote my book? Like, can you review my book? And I'm like, whoa, I can get paid to read. That's pretty cool. So, you know, that was kind of like how the business started. I was just sharing stuff out there and eventually people wanted to pay for the attention. 
which 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 is so so cool, and it really shows you, uh, you know, the, 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 there's a market for almost everything, right? If you really yes, so, <laughs> so that that that, that that's kind of neat. Um, at, at a total curiosity, do you remember sort of the, the first book that really changed your mind, or, or maybe a book that really altered your thinking and man, you're like, oh my gosh, in a blue, you know, mind blowing sort of ways. Oh yeah, book number one, and I still have the copy today. Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. That was book number one for me, and that blew my mind more times than I can count. I mean, just aha moment after aha moment. Yeah, yeah. I I, I asked because I I I I'll always forget. Mine was um, uh, which is and it's so ironic when I think about who I am by nature. But um, uh, Wikonomics, how mass collaboration changed everything. And and the reason why that was so impactful for me is because I wasn't really big into the, even the world of like social media or the world of sharing online or how these communities get created. I just like, nah, I'm going to take my stuff and keep it to myself. Kind of thing, right? Really. And when I read that book, I'm like, wait a second, you can grow and learn by sharing. Like, are you for real? And then it sort of blew my whole mind. And 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 because it was in the digital space, still fairly new, if you will, it was early 2000s. So it's still yeah. fairly new overall. But what it taught is the importance of sharing. And I'll go back to what we were just talking about with the people sharing their knowledge in their books. It's that same premise where I'm taking my insights, my knowledge, my failures, my lessons learned, I'm compacting them in a little book and I'm giving it to you so you can take on and read. Like, Yeah, it's amazing. Like what better form of investment is there? $20, give or take, in a few hours of your time, give or take, and you can learn millions of dollars of lessons, billions of dollars of lessons, you know, that took decades to learn. I mean, right. yeah, I'm right there with you. And yeah. also when you, you know, when you share information with other people, yep. it cements itself in your own brain. You mm -hmm. rework it, you simplify it, and then you share it. And so there's benefits yep. to giving away the information on top yep. of just any, you know, financial gain or something yep. like an Absolutely. author can do. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about continuous learning, because I think through the book reading process and uh, books, it, it does provide that opportunity to continually learn, whether it's uh, gaining something that's brand new, um, building on something that you know already, or rewiring what you thought you did know. Like I think yes. it, it was, that gives you this whole knowledge. You're like, okay. And, it, and, and that new framework, if you will, gives you almost a new road path or, or a guide for how you live your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a completely different human being than I was 10 years ago when I started this journey, like a completely new human being. Everything's been rewired. You, I, I, I love the fact that you said, I, honestly, sorry, Nick, but I love the fact that you said that. Honestly, that is such a, a powerful, powerful statement because it's saying that you recognize who that guy was before and, and who you are now. Yeah. And that's what these books do, right? Like reading, although you're kind of sitting still and you're reading a book, like it's a, it's an act of momentum. It's an act of change. Like you're never sitting in the same place anymore. And even when I read the same books multiple times, I'm not even the same person. So I get completely new takeaways. It's, it's like that old saying, you can never step in the same river twice because you've changed and the river has changed too. And so it's like, yeah, it's the same here. Like I'm, I'm a new person every month, which I love. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so uh, uh, give me an idea. Uh, you said month. So over a course of a month, how many authors or how many books are coming through the Book Thinkers Network? Well, I'll say this. Today, in my business, Book Thinkers, we have 10 people on my team. We support mm -hmm. hundreds of authors a year. So I personally 
uh, am not working with a lot of the authors that we support behind the scenes. So my business does three main things for people. One, we can help an author turn their book into short form video content for social media. And a lot of times my team is reading those books. They're flying out. They're filming content with those authors. I'm not really involved in the process. Right. Number two, we'll do podcast booking. So we'll place an author on up to 100 shows to talk about their book in anticipation of launch. And again, I'm not part of that process. So I'm not really reading a lot of those books and working with those authors. But what I do do is I do book reviews for our community on Instagram and some of the other social media platforms. And there we work with about 100 authors a year doing those services. So I'm reading like 100 books a year and reviewing them for our audience. And, you know, I don't get as much, uh, I don't get to choose as many of the the books that I'm reading anymore. Um, Oftentimes it's paid work, but I'll tell you what, man, like even with books that I'm not deliberately choosing to read, I learned so much sure, unexpected sure, information sure, in them. Sure. No, very cool. No, that's very, again, that's to be immersed in that space is just, just thrilling. Honestly, Nick, I love it. I love it. Um, let's get into your book. It's, it's mastering, mastering, I get your reading habits and applying what you learned. T- t- tell us what made you write this particular book. Because you could, you with all that you've read and all that you've seen, you could have gone in any direction. Why was this one important for you? Yeah, so over the years of building my community on social media, mostly on Instagram, I've had hundreds or maybe even thousands of people reach out with very similar questions, like the basics of reading and implementing books. Right. How do I choose the right book for me? How do I schedule time in my calendar? How much should I be reading per day, per week, per month, whatever? You know, how many books should I be reading a year? People would ask me, how do I set the right intention for each book? Reading strategies, implementation strategies, retention strategies. But the biggest piece was the action. People read all these books, they get energized and excited. They're condensing decades into days, but they don't take any action. And as a result, the books don't help them. That's right. And so every time I'm asked one of these questions, like I'm of service, right? I'm trying to give back to people. And so I'm answering everyone, a voice note here, an email there, a quick Zoom call. But I I felt like I was underserving everybody for two reasons. Number one, like the medium with which I was answering, voice notes, quick Zoom call, like I couldn't give all my strategies because I just didn't have the time. The other thing was I had never really taken the time to define my strategies. Like, yeah, I was acting all day long, every day, reading, implementing, reading, implementing, reading, implementing, but I never like paused long enough to say, here's the step-by-step process to follow. Mm. And so when I committed to writing the book, it actually took me a couple of years to make it happen because it was a long process. I almost had to like observe my own behavior from a third party perspective and then try to like like journal what is nick hutchison doing to get something out of these books so yeah it was um it was a lot but that's why i decided to write the book and what i found was that what i do today to get the most out of these books is completely different than what i did when i first started my journey and so i got over that imposter syndrome that i mentioned before when we were joking around because i realized that like i have something to offer that 21 year old version of myself who just discovered the world of personal development. And I could have saved him hundreds of hours of time probably and get and and had him get more out of the books he was reading. So that's been the mission. Right, right, right. That you, when, when, when you talked about sort of observing your behavior, I just, it's, it's funny because so what came to mind really, because I'm sure a lot of these behaviors are things you just developed for yourself, which just became, became part of your being. 
So yes. it, 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 I could imagine that some of these things weren't even like you, you didn't think of them as behaviors. You're just Nick is just being Nick and this is what I do kind of a thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it, it, sometimes we don't find ourselves very interesting, but other people do. I mean, <laughs> you know, right. and I've, I've, I've learned over time, you can learn something from just about everybody on the planet, including yourself, <laughs> if you just totally. pay attention to what you're doing. Totally. No, no, it's, it's quite funny when you when you think about that, because you're right. You just when, when you're just being you, you're not thinking about anything. And and, to, and, and it takes that outside perspective to go. Whoa, or. I love how you did that because, oh, and I'm like, oh, all right, thanks, right? And so maybe I should give myself some more credit, but no, I I can see that where it's all, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of surreal in the sense that you're it's you're you're, you're going through this out of body kind of to look at yourself to observe to see what special gifts you're you're doing or what you know what I mean if yeah if that's making sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're making a ton of sense. I I agree. And you know, that's why it was so tough for me because that process of self-reflection and awareness, like it takes a little bit of time to develop those skills, I think. So yeah, yeah, it took me a couple of years just kind of observing and and having fun and trying to detail everything that I was doing. But here's the result. If you read my book, Rise of the Reader, you'll get more from the other books you read. You'll take better action. You'll Mm -hmm. retain more. And that's my goal because so many people, they're just the books go in one ear and out the other, in the eyes and out. You know what I mean? It's just, and then you optimize for the wrong things. You shouldn't optimize for the number of books you read. You should optimize for changing your life and like real behavior change, real results. That's the goal, not the number of books you read, you know? Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. It goes right back. You talked to her about the action, right? Implementation. And like, these are the factors that make the biggest difference in our lives. Not, yeah, you know, how how many books I got stacked up or how much I've done or uh, it's, it's not about that. You know, I remember when we were, when we were when I was a kid, we used to have these readathons, right? And it's how many books have you read? And, and but don't ask you what was in them. I just read them because <laughs> I need to get through and get as many books as possible because of the prize at the end, right? And so, yes. But but, but we really we really literally need to, to slow that down, uh, understand, absorb, and take in what we're what we're learning. So uh, maybe I wonder, Nick, if you can throw maybe a, a few key points or a few key things that we can do as we're going through this digestion process of these books that we're reading. Oh yeah, 1000%. I'll share a couple of examples from the book. So number one, I'm shocked that more people don't read with intention. And here's what I mean by that. So sometimes I'll meet people and I'll be like, hey, tell me what you're reading. And they'll tell me. And then I'll say, why? What's the purpose of the book? And they'll be like, well, I don't know. You know, they'll just hit me with a blank stare. And so I believe we should know exactly why we're reading a book and what we should expect from it. We should set a SMART goal for each book. So the SMART acronym for those that aren't familiar with it is specific, measurable, attainable, meaning realistic, Mm -hmm. relevant, Mm -hmm. meaning you're emotionally tied to the goal, and then it's time bound. So you set a deadline. So like one of the books that just came out that a lot of people are reading in the business space is $100 million leads by Alex Hormozzi. It's a book on lead generation. And everybody's just reading the book, hoping that it's going to change their life. But I would argue, let's set an intention. So my goal for the book is to find and implement at least two lead generation strategies for my business by the end of September, because my business stinks at lead generation. So that is specific. It's measurable. Find and implement at least two things. I know exactly whether or not the book achieved its purpose. Right. It's attainable. 
I didn't say make a hundred million dollars. I just said, find and implement two things. Mm -hmm. It's relevant to my business because we stink at lead generation and it's time bound. I give myself a deadline to take action. I said the end of September. And so starting with intention, that's how we get more out of these books. And I'll, I'll add one final thing, which is that I love to write my intention on the inside cover of the book so that I can review it each and every time I read a few more pages so that my brain can filter for those actions that I can pull out of the book. I'm not reading blindly. I'm reading with intention. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love the deliberate process, Nick. I really, really do. Uh, It gives focus. uh, It gives some direction and it lets you, and it really gives purpose. And, and, and look, there's nothing to say you can't pick up a book just because it looks interesting and, and there's no specific, cause that's not what you're necessarily saying. But the idea is if you have a book that you're, you've picked up and you're reading, it doesn't hurt to have an idea why you're reading it. That's really what I Exactly. Mean. Yeah. And sometimes the goal is just to read for entertainment or sometimes yeah. the goal is I'm reading this because somebody's speaking at a conference that I'm attending, or I'm reading this because my friend said it was an amazing book, or I'm reading this because I really love the author and I follow them on social media. That's fine too, you know, but if you are reading a book to solve a problem in your life or to develop a specific skill set, I say make it measurable, you know, at the very least. I love it. I love it. I love it. And again, the idea of uh, creating a smart goal, right, around the book is Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I'll share another one. So I don't think that reading personal development books is a solo sport. I think it's a team sport. And so if Jim Rohn was right, and we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with, why not rise with those people? Why just kind of shoot off by yourself? That's not a lot of fun. Right. And so I love to read with my friends. I built an accountability group years and years ago. We're all kind of reading different books at the same time, but we share our favorite takeaways from each one every week during this meeting. And we hold each other accountable to taking action on the books that we read. And so one of the recommendations I make for my book, Rise of the Reader, is buy a few copies for your friends, dish them out, and then ask your friends, can we just maybe even throw together a group text and just say, here's something that I thought was interesting, or here's something that... I'm going to try out this week. You know, it's it's getting your friend group involved in reading and implementing this type of material. And that way, you yeah. know, you don't feel lonely in the in this world of personal development, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, I mean, book clubs, I mean, they have all, all kinds of book clubs out there. That's True. essentially yeah. what you're saying. Hey, let's start a book club, but very specific on this particular one. And maybe that's the only book you guys talk about, but at least that that, that accountability measure is built in place and you guys can share ideas back and forth. Or maybe, maybe uh, your friend group, one of those individuals got a different perspective on something that they read and you didn't see it that way. And so now you have this opportunity. Like I remember once talking to this one author, um, uh, she she wrote a book and it was about her personal life. And she gave all sorts of these stories and lessons of learnings. And, and there was one um, story she talked about, um, she was in university and she dropped the course because she realized she had too much on her plate. And when I read that, I sort of take the, my takeaway message was almost like, you've got to take a step back to sort of take a step forward. So now, now we're talking and I, and I sort of said this to her, she was, I never saw it that way. And this was her yeah. life. Right? <laughs> and she was that way, right? So the whole, the whole point is, is that, that, that the perspectives uh, uh, can help because they, they can frame our learning and allow us to see things in ways we may not have th- thought of. 
Absolutely. Yeah. The diversity of perspective, background, like all of that helps so much. And it helps, you know, it's like I said earlier, when I read the same book years later, it's a different book to me. And I think if everybody reads the same book in your friend group, it'll be a different book to each person. And cumulatively, like the collective idea is going to be much stronger and more diverse than just one person's thoughts. For sure. For sure. Do you have one more for us, Nikki can share? Oh yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite sayings is that repetition leads to retention. Okay. So I think one of the issues, you know, some people will say, hey, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and some other person might say, I can't even remember, you know, it's like, you don't even know the books you've read. So I think if you can take effective notes, once you're done reading the book, and you can write them down, like physically write them down. Uh, that's a form of repetition and repetition leads to retention. And then if you could take the 20% of those takeaways from the book, that might lead to 80% of the change, like the best takeaways and rewrite them again in an online notebook that's searchable. That second form of rewriting them, that's an act of repetition, which leads to retention. And the final thing is teach your favorite takeaways to your accountability group or to your social media following or to your friends or family or spouse at dinner. And again, reworking that information and then teaching it is a form of repetition. So you'll retain the information more. So I think that's an important thing is people read the information, they go right through it. They never take notes. They never teach it to anybody. They never rewrite it. And it's like, you got to do those little things. Just spend a few minutes. Like you spent hours reading the book, spend 10 minutes rewriting your favorite takeaways. Right, right. No, So so the the repetition piece, it's huge. And and I'll even take it back to, we talked about implementation and action. Well, if you want to teach others, show them through your actions. And that's another great way of doing so. And so, so, I mean, for for me, it it is always, it is always about the action and, and how we make it real. So it's almost like you take what's on paper and you bring it to life. And the way we bring it to life is through the things that we do on, on or, or how we, what we incorporate into our daily being. And so um, all great points. And then Nick, that's, that's fantastic. Ride of the Reaser comes out November 1st, I believe. Is yes. It November date? 1st. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, certainly uh, we will keep a, a, an eye out for that. Uh, we'll ensure that, you know, we, we do our part here on this podcast to really to share and, and, and spread the word and uh, congrats on, on your first, I should say, that's very important, right? So congrats on getting your first out. It doesn't matter how long it took you, you did it. And that's all that counts, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, action has been the, the theme of today's conversation. And sure. one of, it's actually a quote I only came across recently, but one of my favorite quotes now, it's a Napoleon Hill quote. It says, action is the real measure of intelligence. It's not people who read these books and then they can recite everything and and pretend to be smart, right? It's the people that take action. And I think that's the moral of this story is you can read these books for entertainment too. But if your intention is to change your life, you have to take action. You have to take action. You have to take action. I'll repeat it because repetition leads to retention, right? (laughs) Ah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Nick, man, this is so, so awesome, man. I appreciate you you doing this, handling on the podcast. Like I said, so much of, our, of, our, of our, uh, the time we spend here is, is just showing people how to unlock what's inside of them and, and, and go off and do the great stuff that they're intended to do and they're supposed to do. Uh, and, and books have a great way of helping us unlock that potential as well through the learnings and, and lessons that they leave with us. So appreciate this. It's very fitting to have you on the podcast today. For, for our listeners that wanted to connect with you, or, or book thinkers directly, where can we send them? 
So one of my favorite things to do is mm -hmm. provide custom book recommendations. So if anybody wants to DM me at bookthinkers on Instagram, it's spelled just like it sounds. Maybe you could throw it in the show notes. Sure. DM me. Tell me about a problem you have. Tell me about a skill you want to develop or maybe something in between. And I'll provide a book recommendation. So again, that's one of my favorite things to do. And people can also check out the links in the bio over there, links to the book and our website and everything in between. Awesome. Awesome. Nick, this is, I've had a golden time with you, my friend. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for the work you've been doing. Congrats on the book, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers, man. Thank you. Back, we are here on the podcast. Much thanks and appreciation goes out to Nick for being here uh, and filling us in on his new book. Again, it's called Rise of the Reader Strategies uh, for Building Effective Reading Habits and Applying what you learn. Uh, I absolutely encourage you to pick up a copy. As always, I've taken the liberty to include all the appropriate links in the show notes down below uh, so you can connect with Nick or grab a copy of his book or hook up with book thinkers and read more about the fantastic work they do that they do. You know, I really appreciated so much of what Nick had to share with us today. But you know, if there's one thing I take from the chat that we had, it would have to be this. Knowledge is a powerful tool that has the potential to transform lives, shape societies, and drive progress. However, knowledge alone is insufficient if it remains dormant and unapplied. To truly harness its power, we must take action on our acquired knowledge. We're going to look into and delve into the importance of applying knowledge and explore practical tips to turn knowledge into meaningful action. Now, acquiring knowledge is only the first step towards growth and development. Uh, it's essentially the, 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 to bridge the gap between theory and practice, transforming information into actionable insights. Whether it's learning a new skill, understanding a complex issue, or gaining expertise in a particular field, the true value lies in applying that knowledge to the real world scenarios. Now, one of the biggest obstacles to taking action on acquired knowledge is the inertia that often accompanies it. Now, what I mean by that is we may find ourselves, you know, stuck in a cycle of analysis paralysis, you know, fearing failure or uncertain outcomes. However, uh, it's crucial to overcome this inertia and embrace a proactive mindset. Remember, action breeds progress. So even the small steps can lead to significant change. Knowledge is not a static entity. It's ever evolving. To stay relevant and maximize the impact of your knowledge, embrace a mindset of continuous learning. Seek out new information. Stay updated with the latest trends and advancements in, in, in your particular field. And be open to challenging existing beliefs. By constantly expanding your knowledge base, you enhance your ability to take more informed and effective action. Regular reflection is a crucial step in the process of, of applying knowledge. Take time to assess the outcomes of your actions, identify uh, areas for improvement, 
and iterate your approach accordingly. Reflection allows you to refine your strategies, optimize your efforts, and continuously enhance the impact of this acquired knowledge. Acquiring knowledge is undoubtedly important. There's no question about that. But its true value lies in the actions we take based on that knowledge. So there's a direct connection between the two. By bridging the gap between theory and practice, embracing continuous learning, and collaborating with others, we can harness the full potential of our our acquired knowledge. So let's strive to be proactive individuals who transform ideas into action, making a positive impact in ourselves and the world around us. Remember, The power lies not only in what we know, but what we do with what we know. So go out there and be audacious. We've sadly come to the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I send my thanks uh, and appreciation to our amazing listeners, all those lovers of audaciousness for your continued support. As I've said week in and week out, uh, this podcast exists because of all of you. So I say thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.